From gamers to gamers. Bounty gaming. Oh, this is really exciting. Come on, for the formal, for the game, for money. I'm not a big, big gamer, but I do play. Right, that was great. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bounty Talk. I'm your host, Jonathan Toya, head of content, and here with me right now is Jose He, Chief Performance Officer. Hello, thank you for having me, Jonathan. In the last episode, we talked a bit to check about his head of content work and what he does. So now we're going to go to the chief of performance and how he works and how his structure and everything works out. But first, let's just find out a bit more about you, Jose. I mean, you've been doing a lot of these podcasts with Athira when she was a host. So maybe just go into detail like, um, I mean, you, you know the gist, like, more or less. Like, talk a bit about yourself and how it goes from there. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you very much, Jonathan. Hey, no problem, no problem. Inviting me over to the podcast. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been missing uh, in action for like the what, two, three months. Yeah, it's not. It's not for spite. <laughs> it's because you know we have to figure out what we can do from there. Like just change for up sure, the pace sure, a bit. Sure. We definitely want to hear your voice more and more definitely. in the future. And everybody's busy, right? I mean, yeah. doing a startup is never easy. And the team over at Bounty, we are really very excited. Uh, embarking on this project esports and blockchain which is all good so the last few months what i've been up to i have been up and down left and right all over the whole entire organization the up, up down down left right left right yeah oh that's the was it the game that we play used to play uh konami code for every konami game <laughs> solid yeah so anyway uh we, we're good uh, to be here um just talk about the last one month yeah, yeah, the last one month plus. Um, we can we can bring that up. We yeah, because we'll be busy with the ICO. Um, of course, we've been doing a lot of roadshow and offline events, and also at the same time, we have to engage a lot of uh, A list, A star advisors onto our company, uh, whether it's in the white paper or the whole entire company's business direction. There's really a lot to do, and of course, there's also a little bit of hiring here and there. Uh, trying to maintain the culture of the entire company and making sure that everybody is on board the same vision, the same direction that the company is heading towards. Is that what the chief CPO, I mean, sorry, a CPO does mostly in that sense or is it just exclusive to Bounty? Uh, okay, so to be honest, chief performance officer, you ask around a lot of people, no idea what position it's all about, right? So I would agree it's, very, it's relatively very new in the market. But it's all good. So a chief performance officer, internally, the culture is on you. You have to be responsible for that and making sure that everybody understands the company's mission statement, everybody's performing to its best, including every personnel in the C-suite. Mm -hmm. uh, externally, when you go up there, you have to make sure you are able to proficiently explain, uh, reiterate, uh, present um, how a company is performing as a whole, um, have we hit our KPI? Just making sure you give the media, the PR, the stakeholders and investors the, the, the right information, mm -hmm. the confidence. Uh, and you have to spearhead on this internally and externally. That's what CPO does, right? Okay, okay. Right, right. And it's actually my first time hearing about it when I joined Bounty. But it's always good to actually tell people what we do in a sense. And CPO is something that you can tell and then, okay, maybe other companies can try this in the future. So maybe in a way, it might actually influence other guys to do the same, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. So maybe give me one example that you've done in the past few months while you're at Bounty about the kinds of 
roadshows that you've done and maybe just tell us your experience. Were you nervous, scared and so forth? Oh yeah, uh, Jonathan, I'm so glad that you asked. Uh, if you compare uh, the startup scenes in Singapore, specifically Singapore, one year ago and now, uh, a lot of events about startup, how do you raise funding, how do you talk to a VC proficiently. But these days, the, the topic and the events people want to go to is how do you start your ICO? How is uh, a good uh, use case, legit use case of a blockchain to mm. the pain point you're trying to solve? Um, how to uh, basically uh, raise funding through the ICO manner? Yeah, those have been cropping up as of late. Yeah. Yes, it's definitely of trend. Um, so we have been very busy speaking to the public and especially reaching out to schools, all the local schools, uh, a lot of them have been like um, responding to our calling. School, uh, school students, they themselves forming, uh, forming a lot of uh, clubs and one of the more popular clubs that they form these days is the crypto club, the blockchain club. And they would like to invite us and we have been doing that, we went down and we gave uh, our presentation on blockchain, cryptocurrency, ICO, startup, and of course the nature of our business, entire business, which is e-sports. Mm, of yes, course. that's right. Yes. So you're obviously a gamer yourself, right? So how long, I mean, what were the games that you used to play? I mean, I know we're jumping to e-sports straight, but I'm actually curious, like, what kind of games did you used to play back in the day? Me? Uh, I played when I was really young? Yeah. Man, I was like from the, the caveman days, the first time with Atari. The floppy disks, right, back when the PCs had I did play that, I did play that. I think I was four or five, okay. uh, secretly without my uncle knowing. Mm -hmm. Then after that, there was Atari, there was Nintendo. Of course, then Nintendo. Sega, Sega. Then there's Super Nintendo, Family Kong, um, then PC games, and then back to PS2, 3, 4. Ah, okay, okay. Um, I play all kinds of games, but of late, like the last one, two years, what I can recall is I did dabble into a lot to CSGO, very much into Dota 2, and still these days, FIFA. FIFA, like PES. Okay, the ones, the later ones that are coming out. Yeah, yeah, with the controller. So, back in the day, what was that one game or two games that actually made you be like, hmm, this will actually forge my path in a way, but at the same time, um, I want to continue this line of work where maybe I want to dabble into games here and there. Was there that one game that inspired you to go into that kind of field? Of course, FIFA soccer. There's FIFA? Yeah. But obviously, there's been a lot of news going on in the States where, like, oh, FIFA soccer player, they get sponsorship probably in 2012, 2013. Oh, okay, okay. But that. That's not rampant or common in Singapore, right? I mean, oh, you, don't really, you don't have a career sponsored by big brands like pay you to play at home with a controller. You don't make sense. So oh, that yeah. was three, four years ago. But are we going to move on to the story of Bounty? How it all began? Uh, we're going to talk about like more on you because we, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think we everyone who's read the blog or at least listened to the show will know a bit about what's going on in Bounty a mm -hmm. little bit. Mm -hmm. But I want to make this story a bit more on you. Like maybe... Tying into Bounty, why did you join Bounty? I, I was uh, really curious about blockchain and cryptocurrency. I mean, I was skeptical of it like eight years ago, seven years ago when I when it first appeared in front of me. Uh, then again, uh, about a year ago, I started to understand there is a lot of information of, of such like circulating around social media, and I want to find more about it. And it just happened so. Um, 
the team in Bounty, especially the C suite, yep. happen to be like me. We are land gamers. We would love to catch up once a while to play land game to test out on each other's uh, skills. Skills. We are a bit competitive, so it was a late night out. Just a couple of games before we go for supper, and so one of us was just saying, "Okay, why not esports at blockchain?" And cryptocurrency. And put it, do you think that that's already a good formula? One, two, and three. I mean, two and three, it's something really intriguing me, right? Yep. And eSports, it was something really new. I mean, if you watch the news, if you watch it closely, it's booming. So to, to my mind, where over at the table where we're having supper, to me, it's like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I think that's like what, 12 billion? <laughs> I think it's 12 billion worth or even more than that as we speak. We have the numbers on the website, so you can go check it out. Yeah, check it out. Like, it's crazy, like, um, uh, what, what kind of other tournaments, I mean, since you like esports itself, like, were there ah. any tournaments that you were always watching in terms of CSGO pro plays? I mean, you, you gotta learn from the best, right? Uh, FIFA, I, I watch FIFA more than... You watch FIFA more. Yeah, exactly. They, um, so, not a stream channel that everyone knows, but yeah, it was a few years ago, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. So what do you hope to aim to actually achieve after joining Bounty? Like maybe you got any future plans? Like what do you want to do to shape Bounty to get to higher echelons and whatnot based on your role? Honestly speaking, I don't think any one of us will have a chance to have an early exit since like we're going for the long haul. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think it will stay that way after we're only like what, eight months, eight and a half months old. Uh, so having said that, um, we're definitely going for the long haul, for the long run, we want to build this com- company uh, predominantly really strong uh, as an uh, esports slash gaming um, community ecosystem to connect all the gaming brands out there with the day-to-day everyday gamers. Uh, giving a chance really to everyday gamers, people like you and me, John, yep. uh, to have a chance to monetize, to have a chance to articulate, um, to, to connect. Yeah, the yeah. right group. This have a community as well as earn money out of it. And yeah, to monetize definitely. Um, have your cake and eat it. You know, yeah. yeah. So we would need a really strong uh, backend uh, storage for data. That's how the blockchain come to the picture, mm-hmm. and of course a very strong cloud computing to uh, incorporate back to our blockchain once again. Uh, we see ourselves at the end of the day um, as the dominant player to host. Uh, online and offline tournaments and competition. Whether you're a PC gamer, you are a console, you are a mobile gamer, there there is a place right now for you to to showcase yourself, to, to, to connect and to, to see where you stand as far as uh, your skill set is concerned. You know? oh, yeah, yeah. We hope we can actually achieve that with the platform we're building. Yeah, yeah. We are the referee, you know, yeah, we yeah. are the, the, the tournament organizer. So this is where we are heading. It's gonna be Exciting. Um, exciting. It's a huge responsibility because, of course, of course. I mean, you mentioned, so we, we mentioned this all the time on our white paper, uh, but we are looking forward, you know, we're looking forward. Cool, cool. Yeah. Now, actually, one last message. Yeah. Maybe one last question. Maybe because you've actually had a huge experience with dealing with startups here and there back in the day, right? I do. Okay, so maybe is there any advice you have to give to any startups listening to this right now? Like fledging startups, you know, like just starting a company like a few weeks ago. Startup enthusiasts, please listen up. Um, okay, so I really think that the idea it's overrated. No offense. You can come to me and tell me about oh, I have a brilliant idea. So what are you gonna do with the idea? 
like for many years and many times every day. You know, in fact, I discuss this with Atira all the time. A lot of people come to us. I have a fantastic idea. There is no million dollar idea. There's only a million dollar execution. It's how you execute it, and how relentless you are, and how resilient you are, and how innovative you stay ahead of the competition. I don't care whether it's a first mover advantage or second mover advantage. You have to stay innovative. But then again, if there's no action, it's all talking. You don't even have to bother about whether you're creative or not in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. And another topic about we want to discuss to add on to this one, the team. I don't have a team with me. It all starts from the leader. Mm-hmm. You have a brilliant idea, act on it. You have to step up to your game. You have to be your own leader. So when you show that you are serious about this, you use your passion to go around to, to influence others. Along the way, yes, you'll face a lot of rejection. People might laugh at ideas. Oh yeah, rejection is commonplace. It's common, right? If they laugh too much, you might want to look into maybe pivoting a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. But then again, because you're so passionate, you're going to win. You're going to bump into somebody who, who, who thinks align. You're going to have that level of stubbornness sometimes, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're Elon, you're going to tell the whole world about, okay, I'm going to make sure we send men because of our population, don't worry, I'll send you over to, to Mars. Yeah. So some people laugh at it, some people invest in it. Yeah. So before before anyone invests in your startup, in your idea, more than often, who do they invest in? You. The belief. The belief. You, the belief. Yeah. you as a person, you as the leader, you as an entrepreneur. And no one else can do that for you except for yourself. Exactly. So I heard this like two weeks ago and I think it's very important. The audience need to hear this. You got to have the why, W H Y. If you don't have the why, man, it doesn't matter whether you have the how, how to apply, how to do it, how to execute. The why is the, the reason why you get up every morning from your bed. You work 12, 16, 22 hours, and yet you still pumped. Every day you wake up, you just have a calling, and the calling tells you you have to do it. That is the why. And if your why does not make you cry, then it's not your why. And those, that's very inspiring words, Jose. You. Hopefully, you guys are listening to this. Keep heed at Bounty CPO giving good advice everywhere he goes. Thank you, John. And also advocating, no, advocating Bounty. All right, and that was a very inspiring speech from Jose He, Chief Performance Officer. Thank you very much for coming down. Yeah, thank you very much, Jonathan. And this is me, John Tatoya, Head of Content, signing out. Signing out.